Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. We're going to keep this intro nice and simple. Today, we're going to do a deep dive into the new Head Speed 2022 rackets. And joining me are Chris and Troy. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. I thought this question has been bouncing around the office today. It's a little bit of a fun one, but also kind of not so fun. But uh, we were talking about racket breaking stories. And uh, I personally feel that everyone that's played tennis for a significant amount of time that competes has has a story. So, Chris, you want to give us one of your favorite uh, racket breaking stories? Um, I've got a couple. I realize probably more than I care to admit. But I, I was never a racket breaker until there was a period there where I was getting rackets for free. Um, I always really valued my racket and um, treasured it. And a lot of my saved up pocket money went to get those rackets. And so I always took really good care of them. And then when I was in my late teens, I was getting free rackets and they lost their value. And probably the worst thing that could have happened to me at that time in my life. And, you know, I broke a few of them and just because... You know, I just got, they got replaced, you know, and um, so, yeah, went through a little phase of, of breaking rackets. I also had instances where rackets broke and I felt unjustly. Like one time I ran into a net and, and the racket broke, you know, and I was really bummed and it was a racket I bought and had to buy a new one. And yeah, so I've had, you know, a couple of intentionals and, and a couple of unintentionals. Nice. Troy? I know <laughs> this is debated between us today. We were going back and forth. Um, any stories of racket breakage out of anger or accident? Yeah, uh, <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing too fun and exciting. Um, yeah, I did break a racket at one point and uh, was just like super frustrated. I was losing to a guy that like I always beat, you know, and then had a bad day through it. I basically chucked my racket into the the back fence of the court thinking like, oh, it'll just hit the windscreen and then fall to the ground and I'll pick it back up and no harm, no foul. But that windscreen, when I threw it, it hit the center post, the big metal post that was holding the fence up and that cracked the frame and uh, pretty much never did that again. I did break a racket after that and it was one of those things where you hear people, you know, say, Oh, I, I let go of the racket on my serve and it just happened to crack. And you're like, Oh yeah. Right. Well, I actually did that. And it was actually right after I had bought the racket for myself. I was like right out of high school, saved up the money, got me a Dunlop infill 200 for like, I think it was on sale for like 80 bucks at the time, spent my hard earned money. And I don't know if it was just karma or something, but I was practicing serves that slipped out of my hand and, cracked right at the tip of the frame at 12 o'clock. So I was pretty bummed out about that and had to go back to work and save up some money and get another one to, to be my backup frame. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. It happens. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to... Well, wait, hold on. <laughs> I was like, we're moving right along. <laughs> You're not getting off that easy. How about you? Uh, I have a couple, but the one that I always think of is when I was in college, I could literally tell you exactly what court we were playing on at the UNLV courts in Las Vegas. And there was some stuff going on outside the court that was taking my mind off of my tennis and getting me very flustered and... As most of the playtesters around here know, I have a tendency to hit my racket on my foot and I hit it so hard that the racket cracked right in the middle. And earlier today, when I was telling this story, someone asked me if I broke my foot and I get so upset that like, I don't feel pain, physical pain when I'm that upset on the court. Um, and I was so embarrassed that I did that. I remember like hiding it in my bag. And the second I got off the court, I literally went to tenniswarehouse.com and bought a new racket to replace it. Like, didn't want my coach to know, didn't want any of my teammates to know, didn't want my parents to know, like very embarrassed with my behavior. So that's one of my embarrassing racket breakage stories, <laughs> but moving right along to a racket that I don't plan on breaking anytime soon because I really like it um, and it makes me play really well or helps me play really well. Let's get it started with the Head Speed Pro 2022. All three of us were on this racket review. And Chris, this is now your racket of choice. I think this is good because Troy likes it. But if I'm understanding correctly, not the most out of all the Speed Pros. So he will add a little bit of balance. But Chris, starting with you, is what makes this racket one to switch to for you? And what do you love about the racket? Uh, easy answer is everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the 1820 string pattern, as you know, and, um, I really like rackets with good feel. This racket has sweet, sweet feel to it. It's super plush, but you're connected to the ball. So I feel like I know exactly where the ball is going, good or bad, when it leaves my strings. And, and that's all I think all you can ask for on a racket is just to be so dialed in to, to where the ball is going to come down. And I really get that sense with the new Speed Pro. Love the feel of it. Super plush, forgiving. Uh, I feel like I'm hitting a bigger ball. But that racket just feels a bit more solid than the racket I'm coming out of. Um, and so the ball's coming through the court a bit more. I'm getting some easier points. I um, feel like I'm hitting my backhand slice bigger than I have in a while. So, And that's a go-to shot for me. I'm really driving through the ball well with it. And then it's got all the touch and feel that I had from my TF40 305 up at net too. So I'm really kind of getting the best of both worlds. And I love the TF40 305 as well, but it's gone away and I prefer this new speed than the one that replaced that racket. So um, yeah, easy one for me to switch into and just, I'm really loving it. Nice. Now, Troy, how did it compare to head speed pros from the past? And maybe you can even talk us through kind of what, how the speeds went into the graphene and through the different iterations of graphene and how we, where we are now and which is your favorite to date. Cause I think you have some favorite speed pros, but they're pre graphene if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah. Some of the older speed models, um, I would say, and Chris probably, you know, could chime in on it too, but, uh, I'd say the last two versions of the racket, the 360 plus, which is a previous and then the 360 before that, um, I wouldn't say it's hugely different in my opinion. Um, and I, I really like those two versions as well. So I think it was one of those things where like head had a really good thing going. Don't tweak it too much. But mm -hmm. I think the biggest improvement on it would be what Chris kind of 
was elaborating on is the feel um, that auxetic technology, whether that's the big difference or not. I know they uh, have that in their new prestige rackets. And I think uh, it really enhanced the feel of this one really plush, you know, but still connected. That's, that's a hard balance sometimes is when you make a racket too plush or too dampened, you really start to lose the feel of the ball. And I think they have a good balance going on with this one. So a really nice feel in that sense. Um, going back to like older speeds. Um, yeah, I probably f- maybe favored some of the original speed rackets that had the really thin beams, uh, like the UTEC Speed 1820. And there was the UTEC IG Speed 1820. And they even had like the original like Novak racket, which was just the UTEC Speed Pro. And I think I found the video on YouTube a while back. I know Chris was on that review, but it was a 98 head size, really thin beam, but it was unique because it was kind of stiff. It was like a higher stiffness rating. So that, that was kind of a cool racket. And I, I'm always a sucker for like thinner beam frames sometimes, but um, I think they've done a really good job of updating this racket and making it just, for me, you know, we talk about traditional player rackets, you know, super thin beam, really heavy frames, typically the rackets that I would use in the past, and then we have the definition of what we call a modern player's racket, which kind of, you know, gives you the feel and some of the, you know, classic aspects, whether it's flex, you know, comfort from a traditional player racket, but it gives you more forgiveness in the sweet spot and easy, a little bit easier power. Uh, so that modern player's racket, if I had to like define it, I think the Speed Pro is a very, very good iteration of that. I think it's a really good modern player's racket. Nice. Um, that makes me want to ask you guys, what other rackets would you put in this category? This one's hundred square inches. It's an 18 by 20 string pattern. Um, what other rackets would you compare it to or what other rackets do you think someone might be using that could consider a demo of the Speed Pro? And we're also going to talk a little bit about the Speed MP, but the Speed Pro to start with. I mean, I think if you're looking at the head lineup, you know, if you wanted to go between extreme and prestige, you'd go radical. If you wanted to go between radical and prestige, you go speed. Okay. I like uh, that analogy. <laughs> and, and so for me, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the radicals. I'm a huge fan of the prestiges. And so for the, the speed pro is kind of giving me the best of both worlds there. And so that's one of the things that really draws me into it. And if I was demoing it against some other rackets, I think you're going to have to kind of go some of the route that, that Troy was just talking about and get some thinner beam more classic rackets, maybe like a, you know, V-Core Pro kind of feel to it. And then also, you know, go maybe into like a, you know, a tour, like an E-Zone tour or something. And Because it falls kind of right in between those two as well and see which kind of way you want to go. And if you want to be in the middle, then the Speed Pro or the Speed MP is, is the one that's walking that line. Yeah, for sure. Troy, do you have any to add that kind of fit in the same category? Or if you're going to demo Speed Pro, what should other rackets that you might try out be? I mean, if you're just kind of like basing it on specs, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe Chris can add in too, but uh, the Prince TechStream Tour 100P, I think is a pretty comparable type of racket. So I think that, you know, if you wanted to try something very similar side by side, that would be the way to go. But uh, yeah, just in general, I think that player that, you know, maybe was using an extreme MP or maybe an E-Zone 100 or a V-Core 100 or something like that, you know, the more power spin type, you know, maybe closer to a tweener spec, 
but wants to start going in the direction of more control, more feel, but, you know, obviously probably not going to go, you know, on the other extreme, like a, a prestige or a V core pro 97 or, you know, a Dunlop CX, not, not a true player frame. I think it's a good stepping stone or a middle ground in between those types of rackets. Um, Cause it still has the 100 square inch head size. It has a pretty big sweet spot and it's not overly heavy or like too, you know, way too heavy to swing for most players. So I think uh, it's a good middle ground in that, that aspect. I think you could hit it side by side too. If you're looking for rackets to put in your demo box, you know, you can throw in a TF40 in there, either the 315 or the 305, whichever, if you want to bump up or bump down slightly. Um, a Blade 98 would go right in there, uh, especially with the 1820 would, would be comparable. If you wanted something a little firmer, a strike, you know, could go right in there with a hundred or, or go, you know, with the 1820 again. So yeah, there's um, the one thing about the Speed Pro is it's pretty flexy for what it is and the amount of juice you get on the ball with it. And I think that's part of the way where it's getting its feel. It, it is a pretty flexible racket. And so a lot of the other things you're going to hit are going to give you a slightly firmer feel, I think. Nice. Let's touch a little bit on the MP. I didn't have a chance to hit this one much, but I know you guys have hit it. And then Chris, I know you probably have edited all of the reviews and I think Andrew is making the switch to that racket. And that was very well received by the playtest team as well. So what can you say about that update, which I'm guessing it's going to be similar an awesome solid racket, um, but maybe you can add something more about the MP. Yeah. I mean, basically the things we had to say about the pro, um, I think the feel is really improved with it. Um, the speed MP in general, when I'm recommending rackets to people on YouTube or whatever, it's a very, very common pick for me just cause I think it's a, I know I said the pros are very well balanced, like all around racket, but the, the MP is probably even more for the, you know, wide, wide spectrum of players, just because it's a little bit lighter at 300 grams, that's a very common weight, you know, kind of close tweener spec. Um, it does have the more open string pattern, so you're going to get easier access to topspin, a slightly higher launch angle, and it's not like overly powerful. So I like for me, once again, I'm kind of echoing what I already said, but anybody that was using pure drive or those, you know, pure aero V core 100, those power spin rackets that wants just a little bit more control and feel, but doesn't want to step up to the player spec, like the heavy, really dead feeling rackets. It's just, I think it's a perfect choice. So um, Chris can add his, what he thinks about it too. Yeah. For me, the MP is really whippy feeling compared to the pro. It just comes through contact so quickly. I think it's a great racket for someone who wants to, you know, hit with a lot of spin, big serve, big forehand kind of player. Um, also, the kind of crafty player that's looking to get inside the lines, mix up the spin, make, change direction quickly. Maybe they're playing, you know, a lot of doubles and they're looking for something that's going to be light, fast feeling in the hand. It's a great option there. And the update, again, as Troy said, it's just uh, feels a little bit more solid, a little bit more plush, um, just a suite of, you know, interaction with the ball as you're making contact. But as far as um, pace and spin and what I'm actually doing with the ball and how I'm competing, I can go between these two latest versions of the speeds um, without really missing a beat. I just enjoy the feel of, of the new ones a little bit more. Nice. What racket was Andrew using before switching to the MP? I know he was a big fan of the V-Core 98. I don't know if he actually was 
claiming that as his racket of choice. Okay. <laughs> um, but the last, the last one I talked to, I know he really liked that frame. Nice. Okay. I can't recall though exactly which one he was. Oh, he already made the switch online, so it's official. Official. <laughs> okay, never mind. What does he have for two and three? Let's just do a deep dive. And he's all court finesse player, baseline, forehand preference, semi western. It kind of it suits. It's exactly what Chris was just alluding to. Okay, so two was E Zone ninety eight twenty twenty two, and three was Prince Textream Tour one hundred three ten. Okay, gotcha. Which leads me into string setups. Uh, we play tested these rackets with a bunch of different strings as usual, but uh, Troy, you kind of created a little bit of a poly poly hybrid in one of our hitters. And I talked to a few people who hit it and they really liked it. So do you want to talk us through some of the string setups we used in the head speeds? Yeah. You know, just off the top of my head, I was going to tell Chris, you know, Sometimes I like the champagne of beers, but you know, when it comes to string, you know, you can just go with the champagne of string, the head links tour, baby. Um, We all, we all really like the links tour a lot in the pro. I'm definitely going 17 gauge or the 1.25 in the MP. I'm going to probably go 1.30 just to kind of balance out the open spaces of the string, give a little more control on the MP, a little bit more spin and feel on the pro. That's the only adjustment really I'm making, but talking about the hybrid that I tried because we, you know, we talk pro gear on here a lot and Mm -hmm. done some deep dives on pro player string. And one of the ones that came to mind and something that's kind of becoming more prevalent on the pro tour is the poly poly hybrid. I know Chris Edwards has tried quite a few. He's a big fan of, you know, doing like a shaped, uh, really sharp shaped string on the mains and maybe like a really slick, smooth string on the cross. So um, I tried on the pro uh lynx tour 17 1.25 on the mains because it's got that shape to it and then i did uh head hawk touch on the crosses i think in a 1.20 so slightly thinner and really smooth on the crosses and that seemed to be like at least for i know when sage was testing it he like fell in love with that poly poly hybrid so maybe there's something to be said there yeah, I hit it actually as well, and uh, it it played really. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's gone over well. I mentioned to someone that they should hit the Speed Pros, and they're like, Oh no, I did. And they mentioned they referenced the Poly Poly Hybrid, and they really like that as well. So yeah, and I think that's uh, similar to what uh, the Italian player Musetti does. Okay, I think he does like a Lynx Tour <laughs> Champagne on the mains and. Uh, one of the hawk touch strings on the crosses. Champagne on the names. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I got some more strings if you want to keep yeah, going down that yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I hit Lynx Tour because I had a black towel prototype of this Speed Pro for a long, long time. I've been <laughs> hitting it. And um, so I had Lynx Tour and it had a bunch of different tensions. I settled at 48. For me, is a, a sweet spot um, for that one. <clears throat> and I also hit Lynx Touch as well a lot in that racket. And that makes the racket so buttery feeling, really soft and blush feeling. So that was fun too. And that one I can, even though it's a softer string, I can stay down at 48. I originally went up to 52 and then I gradually worked my way down because even though it's a soft string, I wouldn't, I don't think it's a powerful string, still very control oriented string. And so, yeah, I enjoyed that one too. If you want to really, I think soften up any racket, that's a, a solid option as a string. Nice. Um, were there any critiques like, 
was there anywhere that you didn't like the rackets? And is there anything that like you would change if you could this, the play test? It's funny. Cause we, we see, we see what you all say, um, uh, reading through the comments. Sometimes people are like, Oh, well, they say it's better than the last one, but they said that about the last one. And like, I'm here to like debunk anything. Like this is the first speed pro that actually like lasted with me. Previously, they're great rackets. They're not like best suited for me. I don't gel with them. And so I put them back on the wall and I don't really hit with them. There is a speed pro in my bag right now that I've been hitting every time I'm on the court. So I, I am genuine and saying this is my favorite to date, but my biggest critique was the cosmetic. I just thought it could be more fun. That's all that that's it. But and I know, it, it needed it needed more sparkles, Michelle, <laughs> yeah. some neon colors, you know. I get it. I get My, it. That was literally like there's like the little gold, and I was like, can we get more gold? But um, what about you guys? Did you have any critiques? Is there anywhere that the rackets didn't work, or you would, I mean, would you Troy Lara it and add a leather grip? What any critiques at all? So I mean, usually I bring out my old rackets, I had leather grips on too, and I haven't decided if I'm gonna do that here or not because my old ones they went up a little bit in weight because you add leather it's a little bit heavier these rackets already kind of have that built into the makeup so i'll probably i'm definitely going to try it i mean who am i kidding i'm definitely going to throw a leather grip on at some point and give it a whirl and then on the cosmetic front i've have been hitting it side by side with the outgoing model and just the all black cosmetic and i'm really like that all black cosmetics just a nice clean look but yeah the white and then everything else doesn't really bother me i'm not a huge fan of the giant letters um, I really like it when you flip the beam over one side, it's got a really classic looking head logo on it. Um, I don't need the S in speed or the P in prestige to be <laughs> enlarged. But yeah, doesn't bother me at all. Love the playability of the racket. Troy, any any critiques? Um, I do. Well, I mean, I get the fact that what you're saying, like the, they could have done more with the cosmetic. It's very, very similar to the past couple or almost identical to the 360, the two mm-hmm. generations ago. But I do like the gloss paint. So I do like that because I feel like there was a trend going on for a while with a lot of brands where like everything went matte finish and, you know, you see a lot of the rackets on TV, the players are using under the lights and a lot of them have a glossy paint job. So I just think the glossy is nice. And I think that it's nice that they brought that back, but uh, me being a little, usually a little more of a traditionalist with the rackets. And I know Chris really likes the feel of it. Probably my favorite feeling head racket or I think probably one of the maybe the best feeling racket on the market period is the uh, prestige pro 2021. And I I get it too, because that that racket is pretty low powered. It's not nowhere near maybe as versatile as a speed pro, but like just the feel of that really thin beam, uh, the plushness, I think that, you know, is a little bit more of what I like in a frame. So there, there is a couple other head rackets. You know, I really like this, the prestige pro, I'm a fan of the Radical Pro, and I actually really like the Boom Pro. And I think maybe the Boom Pro just being a 98 and a little bit more open string pattern, that's kind of what I've gravitated to over the years. Um, Maybe that's not really a knock on the Speed Pro. It's just maybe a little bit, you know, I prefer maybe a couple other head rackets if I had to pick one. Um, But besides that, I'll I'll just say this for me and for uh, Booney. It'd be fun to try the Speed Pro maybe in a slightly longer version like a 27 and a quarter 27 and a half you know that would be pretty cool to try out if we had you know a wish list nice yeah that would be cool i'm i'm down i also wanted to reference that there are two lighter models in the lineup so if anyone listening wants to try a speed out but they're not interested in the weight 
of the MP or the pro. There is the speed team. And then there's the speed team L. A little confusing, but the speed team L will be the, your, your lightest option. Both are going to be really, really fast, easy to maneuver, forgiving, stable. And those rackets, I know they used to have an S version. Yeah, the S has gone away and that's being replaced by the team. Okay. And the team L sits underneath that. Gotcha. The only reason I brought that up is because I know the S version. So now the team, even though they sit in the same silo, they're both in the speed family. I know the S had like quite a bit thicker beam and was a higher stiffness. I don't know if that's the case on the current team. I haven't checked the specs, but that's something that people should know in the, if they're getting into the speed family is like sometimes the lighter versions will have quite a bit thicker beam. It's a little bit different feel going on there. So. Yeah. They'll bump up the RA quite often on a lighter weight racket, just because you got to have something to get behind the ball. Um, and so they'll bump up the, you know, the beam uh, width, and then that's going to bring the RA up a little bit, just so that it's going to increase stability, give it a little bit more pop on a more compact stroke. Whereas um, a flexier racket that we can take a big swing at, it's going to give you the stability and power from the weight and your ability to use that, that mass. Um, luckily, nothing too scary on the RA. It's at 66. So yeah, it's a couple points higher than the MP. Um, and then the beam width on, and both of them are at 66 and the beam width on both of them, two millimeters um, wider than the MP as well. So a little more stability for sure. Nice. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up this episode with a nice, pretty bow, black and white bow. I'm wearing black and white too, just for the scenes. Um, anything else worth adding? I mean, I think, you know, just to get back to your point where we're looking at some of the people commenting on the reviews, we have not always been positive on any brand's updates and, um, you know, we will be critical, but there's usually, if it doesn't work for me, it's going to work for someone else, you know, like not every racket's obviously ideal for me, but with this, update the last couple of updates with the everything across the board with head they've just done subtle improvements you know they already had the playability and now they've added better feel better feel again and so i think they're knocking it out of the park right now whether you're looking at a, a radical um a gravity a boom you know a prestige especially and then obviously the speed as well i think they've really done a nice job of, of dialing in the performance of their rackets so yeah good job head yeah, I think also, um, and people have alluded to this also as well. Um, it's kind of one of those rackets that once you try it, you will believe what we're saying. And uh, it sounds like other reviewers out there have had very similar feedback to what our reviewers have said. So it's not just um, hype and <laughs> try it out, as Troy would say. Um, hopefully this episode will probably go after the BMP demo court, but hopefully there's a lot of people demoing, you know, head rackets side by side and they can feel the difference um, in the families. Cause I think finally, for me, at least there's a very distinct um, separation between each family and each family kind of has something specific, which is cool. Anything else to add, Troy? Oh man, I pretty much on par with uh, what Chris was saying about about the head rackets right now. Some really really nice options. Like I said, I I like the from the Prestige Pro to the Radical Pro to the Boom Pro, the Speed Pro. Their uh, the feel has definitely been improved and enhanced. So for sure, give them a try. Nice, give them a try. Give them a demo. If you guys have any questions that we haven't answered, feel free to reach out. Let us know. And yeah, go hit the new speed. MP, the Speed Pro, the Speed Team, and the Speed Team L, and let us know what you guys think. And until next time, happy hitting. Yay.
Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.